sir. Any shoot will do, sir. That's right. He's serving up a hot bowl of shoot here on the Shoot Brothers podcast. The only wrestling podcast hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron, Brother Osborne. Bang, bang. What's up, player? Playa, playa, we are here. We're, uh, winter has officially started. The shooties are just around the oh corner. Oh my god, Mike, I cannot <laughs> wait. The most hotly anticipated show of the year. And I have been, uh, I've been taking a stroll down memory lane, recapping to myself this past year in professional wrestling. And, uh, really looking forward to this year's, uh, this year's shooties. Yeah, there's some tough, tough ones to decide. Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, there's, there's too many a, good candidates. Uh, of course, uh, there are too many great candidates. Um, it's like that, uh, uh, like the year that uh, Wolf of Wall Street and Lincoln both came out. There was there was too much. <laughs> there was too much atop the uh, the, the yeah. playing field. <laughs> uh, to, yeah, and you know, and it, it's gonna it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for a lot of people. I think you know, it's gonna be shocking. And I truly can't wait. It's really the best night of the uh, the way to kick off the, uh, the professional wrestling year for us. But, you know, the road to pay-per-views continue to, to to go. World's End coming at the end of the month here and just in a week and a half's time, of course, where the, the Rumble is in our foresight. Yeah, people are declaring their entrance into it already. So already, yeah, yeah, and then you know that'll kick off our official road to WrestleMania. So let's get into uh, let's get into a little podcasting here. Let's get into uh, crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. We are looking um, at our brand new Tweet of the Week champion. Um, uh, for a man formerly known as Top Dalla, but AJ Francis. <laughs> uh, Top yeah. Dalla, part of the crop who is... Who's ex- better than Top Dalla? Nobody. Not nada. That was his catchphrase. I forgot. Uh, but anyways, Top Dalla, uh, one of the <laughs> recent free agents today. Um, a, few, a few WWE superstars became... That's Free agents right. today. The, days. the uh, yeah, Top yeah. Dalla, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Boogs, Mustafa Al- Ali, Elias, Mustafa Ali, who um, declared himself to the world. We can talk about that. Uh, no, but this week it goes uh, to Top Dalla, um, who because um, just actually the other day on Saturday was the one year anniversary of the infamous flop Dalla. <laughs> top dollar going for that big tope over the yeah. top rope. Uh, Which, to be knee. fair, he had hit it before that incident. Well, I would like to say this, you know, this Tweedley champion, um, you know, commenting on the incident, saying that this bo- this botch saved my life. I made that dive a dozen times before. Legs felt off, but I didn't think about it. After I failed, I went to see the doc. I found out I had type 2 diabetes. My blood sugar was 626. I should have looked to see if that's high. I was uh, say, I don't know what the reference point is. But <laughs> is that out I'll of, take his word for it. Is that out of 500? Because that would be crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he goes on by saying, I almost lost my life and was about to lose both feet. The botch saved my life. Uh, who knows? Who, who knew there was more story behind <laughs> that uh, than before, of course, you know? Maybe the, maybe the releasing yeah. uh, related to health problems, you know, that he has to get sorted out. And... Uh, <clears throat> wow. You know, I think WWE paid for that uh, medical trip. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, right. top dollar. Brand new. Yeah. Tweet of the week. You know, champion. making. Yeah. The best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. You guys you saved your life and you won the tweet of the week title. So look at that. <laughs> wow. And yeah. And like, like we said, recent free agent, a, a, able to sign wherever you want. <laughs> Wrestle wherever you want. You want to wrestle in Japan? Do those all the time? Prove to us you can do them all the time. Reunite with Swerve? Oh, yeah. Get the the whole, get the old gang. What were they called again? Uh, That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Huh. It was, yeah, Top Dollar, (laughs) B-Fab. Uh... Yeah, this is killing me. Anyways, doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Irrelevant stuff, Mike, because um, the professional wrestling world has moved on. Mike, let's get in. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get into the rest of the. Uh, hey, let's get into some of our action this week. Everything over on SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then. Uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live. Let's... The return of Roman Reigns, our tribal chief. That's right. That's mm-hmm. how we open the show. Roman comes out. He's got the bloodline. Uh, yeah, I guess we haven't seen him since Crown Jewel. Over really? a month and a half or so ago. Wow. I'm, I think so. I feel like that's... <sighs> Yeah, it has. I guess yeah, in Roman he, years, that's not that long. I guess yeah. Well, he's had nothing to do since then, so it's made sense. Yeah. So, anyways, he's here. He says he's a fair tribal chief. He wants to reward the man who has worked so hard to keep the family at the top of the mountain while he's gone. The next man in line, Jimmy Uso, standing beside him, smiling, thinking it's him. Roman says, "Jimmy, I want you to join me in congratulating your brother Solo." And that's when Randy Orton interrupts. He's been thinking about what he's going to do to the bloodline for the last 18 months. And he tells Roman he's coming for him. Challenges him to defend that undisputed universal title at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. But Roman says, you've done nothing to earn that shot. Back of the line, pal. Randy just says, yeah, you know, you've evolved into a legend. But I'll always be the legend killer. Goes for an RKO, but Roman ducks out. But... Uh, that's not the last we'll see of those two. Not the last we'll see of those two. Um, bit 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 surprised that uh, this this was this was uh, turned into our angle here for um, the rumble. Well, you know Roman needs a big opponent. Randy's one of the few guys. That yeah, but Randy's gonna lose. I would uh, think. Yeah. I would think the first the first solo match back would be. A, a win. I don't know. <clears throat> um, that's fair, but uh, you know, tribal chief. Yep. Sacrifices. I don't know. You're right. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's go to our first match. You got Grayson Waller taking on Carmelo Hayes, visiting uh, here mm-hmm. from NXT, making his big main roster debut. This is the uh, U.S. Number one U.S. title, number one contender tournament. So, uh, yeah, you know, Melo's looking good. He's doing his thing. 
Um, yeah, just a bunch of big high flying moves. Uh, Waller does a cool spot where he like jumps off the middle rope, flips around. Uh, I don't even know what to call it, but uh, he spikes Carmelo down. But Carmelo fights back, hits nothing but net, gets the pinfall. So Carmelo Hayes with the big win. Moving on to the semifinals. Yeah, statement win. Yeah, statement win indeed. Um, mm-hmm. So I f- yeah, I feel like Carmelo Hayes is older than we think he is. Does that make sense? Well, how old do you think he is? I don't know. I feel I feel like <laughs> he. I feel like you would think he's like twenty four or twenty five, but I feel like he's got to be thirty. That makes sense, and well, I don't know why I think that. He is 29. Yeah, you think he would be way younger just because the, you know, we haven't seen him that much and you know, we see these we see these guys at such a young age. Uh Yeah, you could have uh you know, you could tell me 23 and I'd believe it. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, because you know, we started seeing you know, especially I think you know, guys like Darby Allen and MJF have set this dangerous precedent of being huge <laughs> by the age of 25. <laughs> yeah. It certainly is a different era, but, uh, you know, there's room for everyone. Yeah. All ages here. All ages here. How old is Copeland? He's like 52. Yeah. Quick follow-up on the tweet of the week. Hit Row. Hit Row. Thank you. (laughs) Hey. That's that's easy. We should have remembered that. Yeah. It's because they didn't do anything ever. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't. Swerve held the belt, and he, like, defended it once in, like, six months. And then lost it. <laughs> Which belt? Uh, I remember he was the North American champion. Oh, yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah, we barely even saw him on the main roster, so. Exactly. Anyways, let's continue another one of these U.S. title tournament matches. We got Kevin Owens taking on Austin Theory. It's a good little match. Theory does a cool move. It's like a figure four suplex onto the apron. Uh Owens does a frog splash, but he hurts his hand on the landing. Apparently, he's got a broken wrist or something. He's got, like, a little cast on. Um, Yeah, not sure if that's legit or a work. I don't know. But either way, that's what Theory targets. Just working over the hand. Uh, Theory does a cool move. He, like, jumps and does a seated springboard Spanish fly off the top rope. Uh, Owens goes for a stunner. Theory counters. So Owens hits a big forearm to Theory's head using the cast as a weapon. And that does enough damage for Owens to get the three count. Get the big one. To get the big one. Great action. Yeah. Intensity. Match. Setting up uh, what's, what's going to be one hell of a match between KO and Carmelo probably this week. Uh, Yeah, I would guess it's probably this Friday. Um. Yeah, we'll see. How far is Carmelo going to go in this tournament? All the way? And that's is that is and that's how he gets called up? Well, I don't think he's going to beat Logan Paul. No. And he still has to finish this whole who killed Trick Williams story down on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, even just making it to the finals would be a nice little yes. accomplishment. Yes. Making it to the finals, yeah. Yeah. Doing the match. Uh then we get a replay from the previous week of uh, the spot where Charlotte Flair, her and Asuka had a real awkward tumble off the top rope. And Charlotte just 
obliterated her knee. Apparently, the whole, the deadly trifecta, the, the, the torn ACL, MCL, meniscus, it's all blown up. That knee is fucked. So, uh, commentary tells us Charlotte Flair is going to be out for nine months. Oh, my God. Recover. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure that's uh, that'll have a big ripple effect on the SmackDown Women's Title and WrestleMania plan. Of course, yeah, you know, because Charlotte always is supposed to win a title. It's you know, she's she has to <coughs> win a title every year, and she's that final member of the four horsewomen that Bianca Belair needs to beat at WrestleMania, or beat, yeah, in general. Yeah, I wonder where the where where they were going. You I feel like that's that's the big match, Charlotte Bianca, Bianca Charlotte. But I mean, EO's still the champ, so we got to figure that out. But that's all. Yeah, it's too bad. That's all thrown out now. But that's too bad. Yeah, too bad. Sorry for Charlotte. We've barely even seen her like the last two years, with injuries and vacations and stuff. Yeah, in and out. But she's still been the champ, probably like three times. So <laughs> <laughs> probably and a match of the year candidate. I'll grant her that. Yes. Yeah, we'll find five out. star match, five star match, five stars indeed. <clears throat> uh, up next, we got Zelina Vega teaming up with Meechin to take on the Kabuki Warriors. They're back. Uh, Kyrie Sane and Asuka, one of the best women's tag teams in WWE history. Yeah, well, one of the best we've ever seen for hundreds and hundreds of days. Yeah, great title reign. One of the few memorable title reigns with the uh the women's tag titles i dare i even say either them or the i would even say only well sasha and bailey had that great run that yeah okay when they were both champs yeah and i'll never forget the iconics always gonna love (laughs) peyton royce (laughs) (laughs) yeah billy (laughs) k they were fun oh i miss Uh, them but yeah i do too always australia that could be the big return they're aussies right Yes. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're both uh, all A's. Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> you gotta be joking me. Classic. Uh, anyways, Kabuki Warriors looking great. They're dominating the fight. Uh, yeah, Kyrie slams Vega on the announce table. Dakota jumps up, distracts the ref. While Bailey runs out, shoves Meechin off the top rope. Oscar does a big kick to Meechin's head. Tags in Kyrie Sane, who hits the insane elbow, and that gives Kabuki Warriors the victory. On the ups. Mia Yim. Yeah. Uh, been a while since we've, I think, seen her. <clears throat> yeah, she's kind of floating around. She was, remember, she was united with the OC for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to talk of... OC, where the fuck has fuck bo- f- dumb, the two dumb fucks been? <laughs> Tweedledum and Tweedledummer. Yeah, Tweedle fuck uh, off. Yeah, where have they been? Yeah. Well, let's not worry about that. Are they do you think they're even doing like the live like the live shows or are they just so fucked? I don't think so. I heard they got a great clause in their contract where basically they only have to show up for TV if they're gonna be used that night. They don't have to fly out. How? How? I guess they're probably like, look, we're coming back, but we're going to do it our way. How did they get that in their fucking contract and (laughs) allow him to be like a New Japan champion at the time? (laughs) I don't know. Just so fucked. Uh, I don't get it. Hunter must like them. I don't know. What What does he see in them? 
It's not even just him. They've worked it for like every wrestling company in the well, world. That, and that's point, part of the cra- so. that's one of the craziest parts. <laughs> I guess you know friends in high places, or fucked friends in dumb places. <laughs> I, I, I know. It's like yeah, yeah. let's talk about them. You're right. Whatever. Either way, <laughs> yeah, we go backstage. Jimmy Uso's talking to Solo, complaining about Roman and Heyman. You know, they're they're off on their own. I don't like what's going on here. And he wants to know if something's, you know, Solo, if they're going to do something to me. You tell me, right? Solo just says, I, yeah, I'm your brother. But maybe planting a little seed of misdoubt. Yeah, Solo is, I feel like there was a point there where it was on a roll where it felt like he, he his turn was coming also. Um. Still haven't gotten it. I think. It's still coming. Yeah, he's. Yeah, it's still coming. I think he is that last piece yeah. of the puzzle. As soon as Solo turns be... on Roman, it's all over. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been slow burning that one for a bit. Yeah. Well, the or whole the Roman's whole time afraid really. to talk back to him. Yeah. 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 Roman's got like a little. Yeah, he doesn't treat Solo the way he treats the Usos. That's for sure. No. Uh, but speaking of, we got Jimmy Uso taking on Randy Orton. So we do get the Randy singles match. Uh, yeah, crowd super hot for Orton. They're going back and forth. Randy does the vintage draping DDT. Lines up for an RKO, but then Solo Sokoa comes running out. Uh, but then LA Knight comes out, so he fights off Solo. <gasps> Excuse me, back in the ring. Orton hits the RKO, gets the pinfall over Jimmy. <laughs> Why is Randy Orton doing crazy man voices and spasms? He did in the Survivor Series match, too. He did in this one. He's just going like... Bap, 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 like when he does the bang. DDT? Or yeah. just in general? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he does it... I think it's, like, become a meme. Like, people were posting about it on the internet, so now he tries to, like, overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like... Ah, 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 yeah, he, he's like... Bap, he just bap, snaps bap, his bap, head back bap, and forth. Yeah, it's like... Bip. <laughs> Spaz. He spazzes well, I mean, somebody down to the ring. Yeah. The man hears voices in his head, so he's, he's not well mentally. I guess so. He hears voices, voices and tell him what to do. Yeah, they talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's like The Rock taking the Stone Cold Stunner, where he just wants to one up it every time, and it'll get to a point where it's just ridiculous. Oh, he's like, yeah. smack. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see him break out into like a rap or something, just start spitting lines. He was on the uh, he was on the uh, he was on the Logan the Logan Paul show. Uh, I have it downloaded on my phone. I haven't listened to it yet, but uh. yeah, I think I saw like a clip, uh, just a brief clip. But probably yeah, it was interesting. Probably I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, so Randy gets the win uh, after the match. Roman Reign comes out, attacks LA Knight who is still out there. Roman stares down Orton and then gets in the ring with him. They start brawling. Jimmy jumps in, so Knight jumps in as well, and then Solo jumps in, so uh, Bloodlines got them outnumbered three to two until AJ Styles, his music hits, he's back, none of the bad brothers are at his side, he's all on his own, uh, and yeah, he doesn't come out the ramp, he comes out the backside to sneak attack with a big phenomenal forearm, him and LA Knight and Randy, they clear the Bloodline out of the ring, everyone... Uh, yeah, they throw them to the floor, but then out of nowhere, AJ just turns and punches LA Knight. The, the, and imme- the immediate turn. 
Yeah, crowd boos. They're like, we're happy to have you back, but what are you doing, man? If you, if yeah, yeah, t- taking out, yeah, going, taking out L.A. Knight is uh, punishable by death in some places. Yeah, I mean, Knight. It's not like they were like nothing happened between them before AJ left for his little break. It was, yeah, it was weird. We're gonna need an explanation, but AJ just leaves the ring, walks right past the bloodline. Even they are staring at him like, "What the fuck, man?" And, <laughs> Even they don't uh, get it. Yeah, but that was how we ended the show. Yeah, very nice to have AJ back. It's been three months. And, yeah, looking been. jacked up. AJ's looking anabolic as fuck. Yeah. He Him went, and Orton been sharing some vitamins hey, together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could also tell because AJ's, uh, I think his uh, his beard was way thick and he definitely died. Like it was like it was too dark. The <laughs> beard and hair men. were too dark. Yeah. And he came out looking but. with fucking 26 inch pythons, brother. Yeah. Looking jacked. And just like Randy Orton, he's one of those one of the big names that still hasn't challenged Roman during this title reign. So, I guess he yeah, because uh, I mean, he was he was he was best he was mostly involved with uh, Omos in a lot of those <laughs> yeah, uh, in kind of a lot of that time, you know. And he was on Raw for a lot of that. Yeah. Speaking of Omos, I haven't seen that guy in a long. Yeah, time. what happened to him? I think after after Brock after Brock put him away. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, maybe haven't even seen him since then. But anyways, AJ's back. He's going to have to explain why he attacked LA Knight next week, hopefully, because what the hell, bro? Hey, just don't do that. Just yeah. don't do that. Nope. Anyways, that's how we end SmackDown. SmackDown, though, seemingly getting two big returns here um, with AJ and Randy al- aligning themselves on the same yeah. brand. Yeah, and then it makes sense that CM Punk went to Raw, so you can kind of split up your your big name returns. Mm-hmm. And they got our truth as well, so who bigger than that? No what nobody at the moment. <laughs> Let's move ourselves on through to the very next day. Of course, we're talking AW Collision. Their uh, winter is coming part two, I guess, but more importantly, uh, the blue side of the Continental Classic. The what is turning into be the be, the the best North American wrestling tournament out there. Yeah, possibly ever. Possibly um, ever, and this I, and this isn't just the Shoot Brothers talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's jump right into some of those matches. We got Andrade taking on Claudio. Uh, just a real good match. Uh, yeah, they're. They're fighting around. Claudio does the big swing. Crowd loves it. Steps through into the sharpshooter. Uh, but Andre Andrade, with a great reversal, somehow turns it right into a figure four. And then Andrade does a code red off the top rope. Uh, he does the big spinning elbow that looks way better than the Judas effect. Uh, but yeah, Claudio kicks out of that. So they go to the top rope. Andrade wants to do a super hammerlock DDT, but Claudio knocks him down and crotches him on the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, and so the ref goes to fix the turnbuckle. Claudio picks up Andrade, kicks him in the balls, follows up with the neutralizer, and gets a three count. So big win for Claudio as he scores three points. And commentary quotes Bobby Hill. He says, I don't know you. That's my purse. <laughs> 
Referencing the kick in the nuts. So one thing to this, uh, on the most recent week's edition of Hey EW, hosted by RJ City, uh, CJ Perry was the guest. Um, yeah. Who, You've seen what's been going on with her? Fantastic. What, what's been going on? Just... What what's been going on with her? Like in terms of her managing Andrade El Idolo? No, like real life stuff. Like oh no, a, uh, a serious infection that led to emergency surgery and stuff. And oh some geez, nasty pictures. Really? I want to see what happened? Yeah. What's infected? Her, I don't know. Something in her finger, and then the infection started traveling up her arm, Whoa. which is really bad because that means it's going towards your heart. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, her whole finger got all fucked up. Jesus. Some nasty pictures where it's all like completely split open. And if you don't want to see it, don't even bother looking for it. But yeah, apparently it was very serious. Like, pray for me, guys. I'm going into surgery type of deal. Well, so. God damn it, Mike. Now you've completely removed everything I <laughs> was going to say. You were about to say, say something bad about her? No, I was going to say just, I was going to say, where is she? I thought she was managing. On <laughs> well, no, that's, that's, that's Well, I guess that this is where she was. Though. She was on death's door. Okay, that explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, I have no And also, you may have forgotten, but every match in the Continental Classic, people are banned from ringside. So I did forget no about that until uh, they brought it up last night. Yeah, um, I didn't really think match. about it either, Yeah, I didn't really so. think about it either. I'm like, yeah, it's a manager. You stand but, there. That's what you do. Yeah. So hopefully CJ Perry can uh, recover well and get back to managing. Oh, and she was great on on Hey W. She she got it. She understood exactly what it was happening the whole time. Yeah, and uh, those, she seems like a cool person. Those are always the best guests, the ones who get what's ha- what get they're in what's on ha- it. They're in on it. They're and she was in on yeah. it. Almost broke her. <laughs> That's good. You almost broke. Her. Almost broke. Almost broke. She almost broke. broke almost broke briefly. <laughs> well. Let's go to our next match. We got Abaddon taking on Jasmine Allure. Uh, I've been seeing a lot more of Abaddon than we ever have here on TV. Right, we brought it up. uh, We brought it up not too long ago that uh, Abaddon has this like insane record. Yeah, Uh, this forty-four. Yeah, I'm like single, like single-digit losses. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now the dark's not around. They have to put her on TV, I guess. So it's nice to see, and mm-hmm. you know, one of the most unique wrestlers in the whole company, even. And uh, yeah, she just dominates, beats up this Jasmine girl, hits the Black Dahlia, gets the quick win, and then after the match, the lights shut out. Julia Hart appears. She lays down the TBS title in front of Abaddon. Abaddon acts like she's gonna pick up the belt, but then she tackles Julia. They start brawling. Uh, Abaddon hits a big running knee to Julia's head, gets the better of her. Then Abaddon picks up the TBS title. Uh, so it looks like she wants a shot, but then Sky Blue comes out, gets in Abaddon's face. They both turn towards Julia, but then Sky Blue hits Abaddon from behind. Her and Julia Hart beat Abaddon down together, so it looks like they are officially in cahoots. <sighs> A new a, a new member to the House of Black, Sky Black. Yeah, she should she should change her name and you know we've we've liked the character growth she's had the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know who better to rub elbows with than uh, one of the top people in the division? And I was uh, I was I was thinking when um, Abaddon was holding up that TBS championship. Have we ever heard? We've never heard her speak. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't even know if she can speak. 
like kayfabe, or if he just like groans and grunts. Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, like Rah! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in in but, kayfabe, they just grunt. Yeah, oh, that's funny. But we weren't we weren't done there, uh, because then Thunder Rosa hops the barricade, and I think a lot of people didn't even recognize her. She. Well, you know, she didn't have her face paint yeah, on. Yeah, and she Thunder Rosa's new she's, hairstyle. She's often sitting ringside doing a uh, commentary. Yeah, the Spanish announced team. But yeah. you know, she had like a new hair color and style. So I think it took a second for people to realize it was Thunder Rosa. But yeah, she jumps in to help Abaddon out. And, uh, gets a big pop after everyone saw who she was because she's once you realize from Texas. Yeah, we were in Texas, and yeah, who hasn't so. wrestled all of 2023. No, we haven't seen her since last summer. So, been a long road to recovery, but crowd chance. Welcome back. She shakes Abaddon's hand, so a very unexpected alliance there, but that's cool. I guess because Abaddon's a baby face. <laughs> I guess so, even though we don't know anything about her other than she's creepy. Yeah, but if two people pick but... on you, that makes you a baby face. Yeah, and you know, she didn't do anything to... Thunderosa heel would have attacked. Exactly, after, so. Ex- exactly. You yeah. get it. Yeah. Up next, Orange Cassidy defends the international title against the bounty hunter Brian Keith, who must be another Texas native because this crowd was hot. Yeah, I Brian had never. I, I I didn't. I don't recognize the <laughs> face. I don't also. Yeah, I don't know anything about this guy. But uh, yeah, they were cheering. They were chanting BK. Looks good. Put up a good fight. You know, Cassidy's doing his thing. The hands in the pockets. Keith just hits a bunch of stiff chops. Gives Orange a good run for his money. Uh, Cassidy hits the beach break, but Keith kicks out. Keith hits like a blockbuster stunner off the turnbuckle, but Orange Cassidy kicks out of that. And then Orange fights back. Gets a nice three-quarter Nelson pin applied and gets a three-count. So Orange Cassidy retains, but a very good match by this Brian Keith fellow. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially for people who like us who who had no who had no idea the man existed. Yeah, and it's uh, you know he didn't get the local jobber treatment; he got to put up a good fight. Yeah, he him, actually so. did something. He actually did something for real. I mean, and, and Orange yeah. Cassidy, you know, uh, one of the best champions that we've had thr- throughout the entire year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So- <clears throat> Excuse me. Certainly in the running for some shooties himself. Wow. Uh, FTR come out for a promo, talking about the House of Black, and you know you got a problem with us because all of our success in AEW, House of Black, you're still you still are just unrealized potential. But uh, I mean, they were trios champions not that long ago. Not too to long. Fair, but anyways. House of Black wants a piece. We'll never back down from a fight. So the lights shut out. House of Black appear on the screen. They're here to prove that no one else has FTR's back. Nobody loves Dax. And what about you, Cash? They want to invite Cash to join them. Uh, join their family here in the House of Black. And then they hold up a picture of Dax with his family and says, like it or not, we're your family now. And they burn it. FTR run off to the back to find them. Run off to the back. Yeah. A lot of good stuff here. But, you know, FTR doesn't have that third friend. No, now that CM Punk's gone, they got nobody. 
They kind of they kind of have no one. <laughs> yeah. Unless unless that's you know somebody from House of Black is primed for a singles run, maybe. Um, you know, yeah, one we'll guy see. one guy can split off and then the other two can can tag feud. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, the trios title has uh, kind of gone by the wayside, really. Yeah, the acclaimed are really doing nothing. Yeah, nothing at all right now. Uh, pretty much since winning it, they turned the belts pink and haven't done anything since. That's about it. Yeah, saw them last uh, yeah. early November. Wow. Yeah, been a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, next match. A very rare sight. We have two women's matches on the same episode. And it's only a two-hour show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got Willow Nightingale teaming up with Chris Statlander to take on Diamante and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Statlander and Willow doing a little Pulp Fiction-inspired outfit. They got their Coming uh, out with the briefcase. Yeah, it shines on the them. Briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're dressed up because this is a street fight. So uh, literally, we got a bunch of street signs all over the ring. Yeah, because so because usually, usually, Mike, when you know, we're, so we're in Texas here. Usually, it, it, the this the theme will kind of pertain maybe to something in that city. You know, like if we're in Texas, if it's a Texas street fight, okay, there's going to be like bullhorns yeah. or a, a cowboy <laughs> boot or something yeah, like cowbell. that. Exact, you know, these sorts of things. But no, this is this was actually emphasizing more of the street <laughs> element yeah, the of literal it. street. Uh, so yeah, everything's legal here. Mercedes smashes a glass bottle over Willow's head, which actually cuts her open. Uh, and then, yeah, we get barbed wire bat. Statlander DDTs Diamante onto the barbed wire bat, which busts her open. Uh, then we get some chairs set up. A uh, big suplex off the top rope. German suplex onto the chairs. and uh, Yeah, they're just smacking each other around, using all the weapons. Uh, Diamante opens up the briefcase that special briefcase and pours out thumbtacks and shards of glass all mixed together uh they grab statlander rub her face in it and diamante hits a code red onto the thumbtacks and then a big spot we get a table set up on the floor mercedes grabs willow into a powerbomb position as diamante drop kicks willow at the same time as the powerbomb happens and uh yeah that puts willow through the table but back in the ring, Statlander grabs a chain, wraps it around her arm, hits a big discus lariat uh, with the chain, knocking Diamante onto the tacks. Statlander makes the cover, gets the three, so her and Willow pick up the win. Pretty exciting. Yeah, no, this was a fun match. This was very exciting. You know, we don't get, yeah, like you said, not only two women's matches, but to have such a, a you know, a stipulation heavy type thing also you don't see that too often like we just said yeah i think this is like the third women's street fight we've had and they're three for three there was Uh, one real funny uh there was one real funny sell uh i think willow took like a bottle to the head yeah the smash the bottle on her yeah it was good good sell (laughs) she's funny yeah yeah fun match fun stuff Mm mm-hmm uh, Brian Cage took on this guy named Carrie Wright. 
So if you don't know his name, you know what's going to happen here. Quick squash win for Cage. Nice. Uh, hits the drill claw, which I feel like we haven't seen that move in a while, which I always love. It's a, it's a special it's one. It's like, yeah, yeah, the drill claw, the awful waffle. There's a few good yeah. things. Those yeah. head maneuvers where you just drop a guy on his head. Yeah, but you know, if, 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 if Brian Cage is dropping you on your head, you're landing on like a foot and a half of solid muscle <laughs> between you and the mat. <laughs> yeah, he's taking care of you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, up next, we got Eddie Kingston taking on Daniel Garcia. In the Continental Classic match, Eddie must win to avoid elimination here. So, uh, yeah. Garcia, though, just working over Eddie's leg, uh, twisting him around. Eddie fights back with those stiff chops of his, and they just go back and forth. Eddie hits a big exploder suplex, followed by the Urican backfist. But Garcia kicks out, so Eddie hits a half-and-half half suplex, dumping Garcia onto his head. And then another hurricane back fist, and that gets the win. So Eddie Kingston gets a much-needed three points to stay alive. Brutal. Brutal offense <laughs> from Eddie Kingston. Daniel Garcia yeah. just can't get that win. Can't get a single win. Gosh, it's got to be uh, tough for a guy like that. He's got a win, I think, in this tournament, doesn't he? No. I don't think he's so. He's got zero? I don't think so. I, I think so. We'll, to, we'll, we'll see. He's still got some time. I think he still has one match left, I think. But, uh, gosh. Eddie Kingston, though, like well, you said, staying in it after voluntarily putting all of his titles on the line <laughs> and then being like, <laughs> shit, I have to wrestle Brian Danielson and Brody King. and <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of those two, that's our main event. Brian Danielson versus Brody King. Another Continental Classic match, and I mean, just a great match here. Uh, no size mismatches ever too much for the American Dragon. So he's doing his thing, but Brody, he's barking. He's hitting his big running cannibal senton in the corner, right into Brian's orbital bone, which he sells throughout the match. And uh, it was funny this week, he had like a kinesio tape eye patch it was just like a, a handmade yeah it was just it was just yeah it was like it was hastily done by a trainer yeah. but like before he came out <laughs> yeah it was funny to see uh and then outside the ring brian gets put in a chair against the barricade brody runs in big cross body slamming brian into the barricade and brian's eye patch gets peeled off he's bleeding above the eye again and uh, but he's able to hit a running Busaiko knee off the apron to the floor. And Brian just goes on a roll. He's dishing out those yes kicks, elbows to the head, hits the Busaiko knee, but Brody kicks out at one. So the crowd pops. They're barking. Oh, the Brian crowd loves a one pop, a, a, a pop, you <laughs> yeah. know, a one kick. Yeah, a big one kick out. So Brian goes for another Busaiko knee, but Brody counters with a huge lariat, flips Brian around. But Brian's able to fight back, hit another Busaiko knee, and then a third Busaiko knee to the back of Brody's head. And that finishes the job. Brian gets a three count. Just barely. Brody kicks out at 3.1. But doesn't matter. Brian's your winner. Danielson, he he can really take anyone on. There's no, there's not a single size or style 
that you yeah. can have an advantage over Brian Danielson. It truly is incredible. I bet he could pull a five-star match out of Nia Jax. We're seeing history here, folks. Don't you forget <laughs> it. Yeah. So Brian gets three points. He's now up to nine, tied with Andrade for the lead mm-hmm. in his group with one match to go. So uh, very, very good position to be in. And then the the winner of the Blue League and the winner of the Gold League will take each other on at World's End. Um, yeah. In so, the in the finals, and then that, that then you become the Triple Crown champion. So you have to hold. Th- yeah, you have, we'll you, see this. You have to travel with three belts. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kenny did it with four. Yeah. So good know, point. Three, but. Yeah, this mysterious new continental belt that's been hidden under the black curtain every week. So we'll wait and see what that thing looks like or yeah, I can't what wait. it is. Or, yeah, but anyways, that was Collision. All of Collision. Let's move ourselves through the weekend. All the episodes, or oh, all the action on another episode of Monday Night Raw. Let's get not open off the show with with the with the group they run raw the judgment day of course coming out our women's champ Rhea Ripley our freshly decrowned champion uh, Donic Mysterio but that's okay it was a shitty NXT belt anyways he doesn't need it <laughs> your tag your tag He's got bigger fish to fry bigger fish to fry of course your tag champs are here and senor um uh, I'm trying to think what money in the bank in Spanish would be. Mula este la banco. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, they're just cutting some promos. They're defending the tag titles against the Creeds tonight. Rhea warns Ivy Nile to watch out. And, uh, R-Truth interrupts. He's still trying to become a member of the group. And McDonough tells Truth, you better leave or get hurt. So... Truth challenges McDonough to the annual tradition, the Miracle on 34th Street Fight. And McDonough's like, you dummy, that match has already been made and advertised. So uh, Truth just says, fine, but if I lose the match, I'll leave Judgment Day. But if you lose, you got to leave the group as well. So uh, McDonough protests, but Priest is like, yeah, good idea. And Rhea's <laughs> just like, yeah. But Rhea's like, Priest! Getting mad at him for agreeing to things without discussing with the group. <laughs> He's just but, like, what? Uh, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. We have a deal, though. So we just jump right into that match. Truth versus McDonough. Miracle on 34th Street fight. Uh, yeah. You know, we got the theme there. We got the candy cane kendo sticks and a uh, table full of Christmas cookies. People smack each other into and presents, all that good stuff. Uh but yeah, it's a street fight, so anything goes. Dominic's able to jump in, and uh, yeah, it ends up backfiring though. And at one point, Dominic trips Truth up. Truth falls down headfirst right into JD's balls. Funny little spot there, and the classic balls uh, spot. <laughs> Truth sprays Mac in the face with a fire extinguisher, and then he does starts doing John Cena's moves, the five knuckle shuffle, and. We get a table set up in the ring. Both men climb the ropes. 
Uh, JD's looking for a superplex, but Truth just tackles him down through the table, lands right on top of him, and the ref counts the three. So our Truth wins. I cannot believe JD. it. I cannot believe it. <laughs> JD's got to leave JD. Uh, the group that the was stick. made for him, almost. Yeah. Uh, so we'll follow up with that. But uh, Nia Jax comes out. Tons of booze. She's cutting a promo, or she's about to, but Becky Lynch interrupts before she can say anything. And Nia gets out of the ring. Becky's like, oh, you scared? You got something to say? And Nia just says she'd love to break Becky's face again, but she's just here to announce her entrance into the Royal Rumble. Becky says, no one cares. I want to fight. And, you know, you're afraid of being exposed. You're only famous because of your family. And you can try to prove me wrong right here, right now. And Nia says, fine. Bring a referee out here. And so we get the ref. She's about to get in the ring, but then stops and says, I'll do it on my time. And my hometown two weeks from now at day one. So the uh, the day one that we had as a pay-per-view mm-hmm. a couple years ago, it's now going to be a special episode of Raw because Raw's on January 1st. So. One of the most uh, one of the most influential pay-per-views of all time, Mike, one could The argue. butterfly effect. The butterfly yeah, effect of astounding. day one. Yeah, so uh, one, <laughs> we'll see if anything crazy happens. One could argue. But... Uh, Becky had a great line here in this promo when she said something like... Uh, uh fuck. She said something funny to Naya. <laughs> uh yeah, it was geez. something like everybody ga- uh even your knees gave up on you. It was like you have no friends. That was last week. Oh, was that last that. week? Damn. Oh, I mean well. either way, she she's always got a couple good burns. Yep. Good burns for Naya. Um and you know all these years later we still never had a one-on-one match between them so no we never did ever we'll since sell the, it all at day one ever since the punch that also uh that punch that also arguably changed uh the, the future of professional <laughs> wrestling two events folks yeah day one yeah. and nia jacks punching becky lynch in the face the two things that have changed professional wrestling forever and now they will meet and combine at this year's day one wow yeah, which I mean, uh, normally these these themed episodes we don't really get on the main roster. Normally it's those they same they same for NXT, so. yeah. But yeah, so okay. it's kind of cool. But I guess I like because it. but I guess because it is on January first, it's like it's too on the nose. They yeah. have to say like, why not exactly. <laughs> uh, we got a title match: Gunther defending his Intercontinental Title against The Miz, and if The Miz loses, he can never challenge Gunther again while he's champion. Uh, but yeah, good match here. Miz, he can go when he needs to. Some nice technical work. Good submissions. Uh, Gunther power bombs him on the apron, and Gunther just starts laying in those stiff chops that he's known for. And Miz's chest is just getting all fucked up. But uh, then Miz ducks one of the chops. Gunther slams his hand into the ring post, so Miz starts targeting the hand and. Uh, Gunther's able to hit his big power bomb, but Miz kicks out. So the crowd's loving the match. They're chanting, "This is awesome!" And Gunther goes for another power bomb. Miz counters, hits the skull crushing finale, but Gunther kicks out of that big near fall. There, they climb up to the turnbuckle. Miz hits a skull crushing finale off the second rope, but Gunther is able to roll up to the floor to avoid being pinned. 
and then back in the ring, Gunther fights back, hits another power bomb, followed by a ripcord lariat, and then one more power bomb, and that finally gives Gunther the pinfall, retains the belts. Uh, great match. Great match. And I think um, this stuff, we've seen The Miz and Gunther going at it now a few times. And yeah. I think this might be some of the best work of Gunther's already incredible run here. You know, I think solidifying the work with an Intercontinental Champion, a legend to the belt. You know, <laughs> something it really means something to The Miz more than it, more than it means something to a guy like Ch Chad Gable. You know, <laughs> all things being equal, yeah, you know, well, the Miz defended this yeah. thing for for years and years and years, and may even one day once again. And I think uh, Gunther and him having this little thing back and forth, doing wonders, yeah, doing wonders for both of them. I was gonna say these have also been some of the best matches of Miz's career. Wow, side of him we don't get to see often. Yep, uh, the baby face and the technical work, the submissions, great stuff. Yes. Uh, then we get a little story time with Nakamura. He's reading the American Nightmare before Christmas. So just kind of his uh, Christmas story there, insulting Cody and his family and calling his dad inbred. Cody shows up. They brawl. Uh, they come out to the crowd. Cody goes for a crossroads on the announce table, but security pulls him apart before he can hit it. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Too See bad. If we get that match. Yeah. Day one, maybe. Well, yeah, of course. You know, Nakamura just needs to bounce around from dude he's going to lose to to dude he's going to lose to. Um, so, yeah. of course, we're going to take on Cody Rhodes for a bit and then we'll move or maybe move over to Punk before. Uh, <laughs> and then where else yeah, do we want Where else? Where else do we want to go lose? We'll get drafted to SmackDown, lose to Orton. Exactly. And AJ. Exactly. Well, yeah, we got to <laughs> cycle with AJ again. Do a whole cycle again. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, up next, we got another title match: Chelsea Green, Piper Niven defending the women's tag titles against Team KC. Uh. Yeah, Piper with a big Vader bomb onto both opponents at once, and but later Caden does a cool spinning leg drop onto Chelsea. Then Chelsea borrows a move from her husband, hits Zack Ryder's old finisher, the Rough Rider. Caden uh, kicks out of that, though, and then KC just go on a roll. They hit the keg stand to Piper, but Chelsea breaks up the pin. Chelsea tags in, uh, but KC is able to hit her with the after party, the 450 splash neckbreaker combo. They make the cover and get the three cap. We got new. And tag team new. Tags. Gosh, yeah, congratulations. The, I, I think the longest, they were the longest reigning uh, NXT women's tag champs, I think, if we recall. Yeah, certainly one of the, just one of the longest uh, tag teams, period, of just being together. I of mean. course, of all of all the people who have cycled in and out of the WWE system, these two have stayed together with a consistent theme and consistent outfits. Doing it, doing yeah. it for us, doing it for the old school wrestling fans out here. It's uh, <laughs> so great to see a real team of real people. Yeah, you know they are. Uh, yeah, the most well-oiled 
tag team here in the women's division. Mm-hmm. So uh, they earned this. They deserve a nice little run with the belts. Very much so. Very much so. And um, But, you know, we say this every time, and then there's nobody there to, <laughs> to yeah. for them to go against. That's why uh, Elimination Chamber. Let's bring back the Iconics. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, we got Ivar. Taking on Akira Tozawa. Tozawa using his quickness to put up a good little fight. He hits the big senton off the top rope. His finishing move, but Ivar kicks out. So later, Tozawa goes for a top rope Hurricane Rana. But Ivar blocks it. Turns it into the world's strongest slam off the middle rope. And that gives Ivar the pinfall. As his uh, nice little singles push continues. The, the singles push. When do we think... Uh... Eric is is coming back. Do we know? I don't know. I think it was something to do with his neck. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Well, Ivar's certainly making the best of it. Yeah. No, he's been getting consistent TV time every week almost. So, yeah. Yeah. And some big matches, too, against big boys. Bronson Reed and others. Otis, I think. (laughs) Other big dudes. Others. Uh Seth Rollins comes out for promo. He's ready to continue his world title reign through 2024, starting off with defending the belt against Drew McIntyre at day one. So Drew comes out. Seth's ready for a fight, but Drew says he's not here to fight. He's proud of Rollins for telling off CM Punk when others are afraid to do so. But but Drew needs to win that belt to make everything he's sacrificed being away from his family and his home country, make it all worth it. Seth says, you know, Drew, your actions haven't lined up with what you've been doing, what you've been saying lately. And uh, I don't hate you, but I pity you, so have a Merry Christmas. And Seth goes to leave. Drew grabs him. They start brawling. Uh, Drew hits the reverse Alabama slam out of the steel steps. So Drew stands tall to end the segment. Drew stands tall, baby. Mr. Heel Man Drew. We need more heels. Yeah, he's uh, he's trying to establish himself kind of as a top heel here on Raw. Yeah, well, I think there's plenty of room for it. Yeah, other than the Judgment Day, he's kind of, yeah. And until Damian Priest cashes in that uh, that money in the bank, you know, we're we're not in the main event scene yet. We're always we're always adjacent to it. Yeah. Although they do main event the show like every week. I mean, there's a difference between being in the main event and main eventing the show. <laughs> I know, Mike. I know. I know. Drew's main event at WrestleMania. Yes. This wasn't in front of a crowd, but he still did it. Yeah. Still but, did it. Uh, anyways. Kofi Kingston, he was parading around all night dressed as Santa. Kofi Claus. Uh, he comes out. Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci attack him. So Jay Uso runs out to make the save. Because apparently Xavier Woods is hurt, so he's out. Uh, yeah, we saw Kofi. New Day's had a rough go. They, yeah, it seems like all three of them. Well, obviously Big E, but Kofi and Xavier have been trading injuries the last year or so as well. Yeah, I mean, remember when they were they were the NXT champs for a little bit last year, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, about a year ago. Uh, yeah, that was kind of the last big thing they did, really. Mm-hmm. Anyways, though, Jey Uso takes on Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, a decent little match. Crowd's all doing the yeet chants every time Jay hits a move. 
Outside the ring, Kofi hits Vinci with a trouble in paradise. Back in the ring, Jay hits uh, Spear. Uso splash. So, Jay Uso gets the win. We good thing we got the uh, with the we good thing we got the trademark back. If we recall, we got our Yeet trademark back. Yeah, we settled that. <laughs> good thing <laughs> after we like a week of that. having to blur the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm sure they still sold the blurred shirt. Uh, yeah. But either way, it's back. Good. It's back, baby. Good. And just in time for Mania. Just in time for Mania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, backstage, Judgment Day. They're teasing McDonough for losing to R-Truth. Rhea Ripley comes in says, that's enough. When one of us loses, it reflects badly on all of us. Priest is just like, oh, you know, the stipulation was clear. He lost, so he's out. But McDonough pleads. Please don't kick me out. And Priest says, all right, you're still in for now. <laughs> all right, you, so, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you're in. Uh, but let's go to the main event. Damian Priest, Finn Balor defending those undisputed tag titles against the Creed Brothers. Huge opportunity for the Creeds here in the main event slot. And uh, looking good as usual. Showing off their amateur style wrestling, the highly athletic abilities. Julius does a running shooting star press for a near fall. Goes for the Brutus ball, but Priest shoves Brutus off the top rope to the floor. And then outside the ring, Ivy Nile starts fighting with Rhea. Uh, back in the ring, the Creeds do hit the Brutus ball, make the cover, but Priest breaks up the pin. Uh, then outside the ring, Julius does a big flipping senton over the top rope, onto the floor. Uh, but then Priest gets back in the ring. Uh, the Creeds hit him with the Brutus Ball. But then Balor breaks up the pin with a coup de gras. Priest recovers, hits Julius with South of Heaven, and scores the pinfall. So Judgment Day retained the belts. In a great showing by the Creeds here. Yeah. That's pretty much all they've done since coming up to the main roster. Yeah, it's funny to see them. uh, This is a team noticeably faster than Finn Balor and Damian Priest, who are both (laughs) in their (laughs) mid-40s. Yeah, uh, they've certainly got the age uh, advantage on them. And, I mean, yeah, they're just athletic as hell. Mm -hmm. They'll be holding these titles sooner than later. Yeah. At this rate, for sure. I mean, at the, well, you know, like like we said, we have to we have to split these up. Yeah, and uh, either way, I mean, yeah, someone's got to beat the Judgment Day, and who better than the hot new team in town? The hot new team in town, the Creed Brothers. It could be them. Mm-hmm. Could be them, and like you said, Mike, what a great way to end the uh, end the episode of Raw. But we should take a break. Yes, indeed. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with all the action over on NXT and Dynamite. So you're going to want to stick around. Back here in the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking it out through the break, of course. Um, we're coming off the heels of our big deadline show. I guess from last week uh, or two weeks back. NXT's looking very good coming into 2024. We only have a few more shows to go of this year over on the black and gold yeah. brand. I guess you meant just the gold brand? We, uh, 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you call this era. Uh, post. Like wait, what, what about so. NXT post.0? NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. We're in the post.0. Or just the HBK era. HBK? Okay. We're working on it. We're working on it. Mm. I mean, it's it's not a shooty, but Booker of the Year. Shawn Michaels certainly has to be up there. With what he's put he's, had a great, he's had a great second half of the year. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's kick off. Tiffany Stratton taking on Fallon Henley. These two have been feuding for a little while. Crowd likes them both. We're chanting for both women here. Uh, Tiffany hits a big spine buster, gets a near fall, and then we get a sequence of just a bunch of pin attempts and reversals, which ends with Fallon holding Tiffany down for the three count. What a huge win for Fallon here, pinning the former women's champion. Yeah, it has to be one of the biggest wins uh, of her career. Certainly one of the biggest wins you could get here in the women's division. Yeah, I mean, Tiffany, she's at the tiffy top of this division. (laughs) Easy there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, massive, massive upset. Tiffany's not happy. I'm not happy. She attacks Fallon, drags her backstage, smacks her with a dirty mop and just starts dumping trash on her. Just very disrespectful. Yeah, I love the uh, when when you're mad that you lost, you just, uh, you, you, you be real mean. Yeah. A maybe, dirty mop, that's a new one. Maybe seen that. a heel turn in the cards? For who? For Fallon? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, uh, like, where else do you go? You know, like, I mean, I guess, like, you know, turning heel reinvigorated Braun Breaker. <clears throat> so in that yeah, same in I mean, that same vein, you know, like, you're a baby face, you win, then you lose, and then you can be a heel, and then you can go to the main roster <laughs> as a baby face. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends on if they want to keep her with Briggs and Jensen as a package. Yeah, how like how yeah how, they do go up. How long do we keep them for? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, she's a talented lady and big win here. Uh, we go backstage. Carmelo Hayes apologizes to Trick for accidentally hitting him with the belt last week. Trick says it's all good, but he wants to know if Carmelo actually saw who attacked him from behind. Melo says he didn't, but it had to be Dragunov because no one else can hit that hard. Carmelo suggests, hey, that NXT title match at New Year's Evil, why don't we make it a triple threat? Trick is like, what? I had to win the Iron Survivor Challenge. I earned that title shot, man. I want to win it one-on-one, just like you did. Carmelo just wants revenge on Dragunov. And, uh, yeah, so Carmelo being a little greasy, trying to backdoor his way into Trick's big match. Yeah, not only trying to backdoor into the match, Mike, you know what, I think we're getting, uh, there's a lot of chaos here <clears throat> in these aspects of the division. I think we're getting dangerously close to needing a uh, a, gen- a a manager, a general manager of NXT. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels doesn't appear on screen very often. Who's making they- these decisions? I mean, they've got this Ava Rain thing going on where she's kind of his new assistant or... Yep. She's Some kinda, sort of. She's the Dwight Schrute to his Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, she's the assistant uh, to the head booker. <laughs> to the, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, some authority could be necessary to keep things in line here. Yeah. 
but yeah, sticking with the uh, NXT title, the champ Dragonov comes out for a promo. He's put everything he has into being champion. He's going to stay that way in 2024 when he defeats the fastest rising star in Trick Williams. And that's when Ridge Holland interrupts. Like, what the fuck what is the he fuck doing? What the fuck is he doing here? Since <laughs> when does he doesn't go here? Yeah, you haven't gone here since he fucking destroyed your leg a few years ago. But, Gosh. Uh, yeah, he says he's back. And he's done with the brawling brutes, I guess. Uh, Sheamus is nowhere to be seen, so Butch is just kind of on his own. But uh, yeah, Ridge wants to prove himself. He wants to be a main eventer. So Dragonoff says, "You want a title match?" And Ridge says, "No, I'm not just gonna ask for one. I'll." I'll earn it. I'll fight the rest of the roster, but Dragonov's likes passionate challengers, so he says, you don't have to fight, or you don't have to wait. You can fight me tonight. So Dragonov we'll will take a challenge. Yeah, get that in our main event. But, yeah, we've got this NXT breakout tournament, the men's tournament, Lexus King taking on Dion Lennox. Uh, Lexus just comes out hard. Stiff chops kicks Dion fights back gets a couple moves in but Lexus hits him with the coronation gets the win so Lexus King moves on to the next <coughs> Lexus how are we doing how are we doing every, every like every every week he, uh he's giving I mean us, yeah I'm uh you're on board he's been doing fine yeah he's doing just fine yeah, like yeah he's doing more than <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. ever did so yeah he's doing with more are you argue you know and you know because arguably arguably he is the second biggest signing from AEW. If you don't include if you don't uh, include CM Punk, yeah. If you're just talking about like homegrown, Jade Cargill AEW. hasn't you know Jade Jade Cargill hasn't wrestled. Cody obviously, it's Cody and Lexus. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah. Who so, else is in the running? Lex. I mean, it depends how much. There's a couple of women here that had a couple appearances. Like Blair Davenport was in AEW for a little bit. Yeah, we won't count She's Blair Davenport. And we won't count. Uh, yeah, though. Yeah, anyone like that. Yeah, there's been a couple, but yeah, certainly not as featured as much as Brian mm-hmm. and Cody. But. The Varsity Blondes. Anyways. Yeah, where the hell's Griff Garrison been? <laughs> I thought Something he was with Lexus. Cares. <laughs> yeah, but after the match, uh, Trey Bearhill, the guy that Lexus attacked to steal his spot in the tournament, he comes out. So Lexus runs off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but next match, we got Thea Hale, J.C. Jane teaming up to take on Kiana James and Izzy Dame. And uh, early on, there's a rough bump when Thea jumps on Izzy's back, and Izzy throws Thea forward, and she just spikes her right on the top of her head. Looked a little rough there. Like, like but, a good uh, top of the head. Or a bad yeah, right top the of the crown. head, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah, she was even, she stays in the match, but she was, like, grabbing her head a bit on the apron, so a little concerning. But uh, Kiana and Izzy working well together, and Thea, though, gets the hot tag, puts Kiana in the Kimura lock. Kiana taps out, but Thea didn't notice that Izzy Dame had already tagged in, so the tap out does not count, and Izzy runs in, hits a big boot to Thea's face, and gets the pinfall. So, big win for Izzy Dame and Kiana. The crowd is not happy. Especially, yeah, taking on names that we know. 
Yeah. Like J.C. Jane I mean, and Thea Hale. Yeah, definitely the bigger names and, you know, a lot more likable. Everyone loves Chase U, or most people do. <laughs> Who so, doesn't love Chase U? Yeah, too bad. Yeah. Speaking of, we cut to Andre Chase rolling dice in an alleyway with OTM. And, uh, he's up. He's winning some money. Do cuts and says, all right, let's walk away while we're ahead. And OTM's like, ah, oh, you can't do that. So Andre tells him, let's have a tag match next week. Double or nothing. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Not at the pay-per-view, double, double or nothing. They're saying double or nothing. <laughs> yeah, our winnings. Our winnings, uh, exactly. So, anyways, still trying to still trying to rebuild Chase U's financial situation. <sighs> yeah, you know, I mean, um, too bad, you know, they're not a, a post-secondary institution in Canada because they would receive a lot more uh, federal funding. <laughs> yeah. Lower, lowering admission costs for students, you know, making it more accessible. Yeah, but uh, up next, Dragon Lee, he's set to defend his newly won North American title against a member of the No Quarter Catch Crew, a newly named stable. Uh, you got Charlie Dempsey, Drew Gulak, Damon Camp. And Does it Miles mean anything? Born. No Quarter Catch Crew? Yeah. Uh, I just know, like, catch-style wrestling. And okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird name. It's I no Thatch it. as Thatch can. Thatch as Thatch that. can. Timothy Thatcher is one of the best professional wrestlers who's <laughs> ever lived. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Remember when you had that one match in AEW? I know, and we were like, like, we're back, baby. <laughs> yeah. We're like setting up like, oh, Thatch versus Brian. <laughs> we literally fan- Kenny. <laughs> we spent 10 minutes <laughs> fantasy booking Timothy Thatcher in AEW, and then he never came back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too bad. Anyways, we love uh, you, bud. We love you. We know you're a listener. Yeah. So, Dragon, he's ready to defend his title. Charlie Dempsey steps up, but then Gallus interrupts. Joe Coffey says, wait a minute, I'm taking this title shot. And Dragon just says, fuck it, I'll take you both on. So, Dragon Lee, Charlie Dempsey, uh, Joe Coffey, triple threat for the title. Just a nice blend of different styles here between these three. And, uh... Yeah, Coffee and Dempsey work together for a bit, but that can't last. They both want to win the belt. So, uh, yeah, just some cool triple moves. We get like a triple suplex where Charlie German suplexes Coffee at the same time as he does a belly belly to Dragon. And Joe Gacy randomly appears from under the ring, grabs Coffee, drags him under. Uh, back in the ring, Charlie Dempsey does a fallaway slam right into a bridge. The bridge pin, I don't know how he does it and doesn't break his neck. He just, like, lands on his head. I don't know. but uh, Anyways, Dragon Lee ends up hitting the Operation Dragon, gets the pinfall, retains the belts. Mm-hmm. And, As he should. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Dempsey um, grew out his hair since the last time we've seen him. That's, that, was my big, that was my big takeaway. He was a little more cleaner cut. Yeah. Letting the lettuce grow out a little bit. Letting the lettuce grow out say. a little bit, Bob. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it for that match. Uh, so we get another breakout tournament match. Tavian Heights taking on Luca Crucifino, who's got some lawyer-type gimmick, I guess. Uh, hey, I'm Lucer Crucifino. Yeah. Uh, anyways, match was 
nothing too crazy here. Tavian Heights stood out more. Uh, some nice big suplexes. Hits a big twisting belly-to-belly suplex. And that gets the pinfall. So Tavian Heights goes to round two. Yeah, I don't know if we need a a, a breakout tournament right now. There's There are a lot of stars, a lot of names, <clears throat> a lot of things we can keep up with here. I don't know if we need to throw more into the mix right now. Or or is now yeah, the perfect time to do it? I don't know. No, I mean, especially on the men's side here. Like, all these guys, at least the women's one, had a couple names that you know. Uh, these are all just... And the names themselves, like, what the hell are these names? Yeah, fucking... They're all th- just two-word, weird fucking... Well, all these, yeah. yeah, all these names sound kind of like mid to late '90s type of WCW names. Yeah, uh, they're all just jobber names. Yeah, like, Luca Crucifino, Tavion Heights, and you know, but it, but it is the same. Um, you know, it, it is it is the same throughout, right? Throughout all of them, and like like we'll see. Hey, come like we'll see next Nikita Lions. You know. But uh, <laughs> that one's a- got a bit more something to it. Okay. I don't know. I think it suits her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, on- but it's the same. Yeah. 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 Just a two word. Izzy, name, Dame, Kiana, James, Thea, Hale, JC, Jane, <laughs> Dion, <laughs> Lennox. Fit, We're just got- running up the card here. Yeah. Uh, Fallon, yeah, Henley, Tiffany, next- Stratton. There's nobody here in NXT who's like a the something. <laughs> Or, or, or like a one-namer. There's no one-namers down here. Dijak? Yeah, Dijak. Yeah, but that's... I that's it. His old name. Yeah, and I prefer <laughs> and, and I prefer Dominic Dijakovic. I like the long version. I like the money yeah, syllables. So. Multi-syllabic. Yeah. But anyways, let's get to that match. Nikita Lyons taking on Tatum Paxley. Tatum kind of gone through a... Bit of a gimmick change. She's she's got this disheveled stalker gimmick going on mm-hmm. right now, and <laughs> you know I like it. It was, it was more than she had before, which was no character really. So mm-hmm. it's something. She yeah. puts up a good little fight, but uh, Nikita just takes over, hits the big butterfly kick and the spinning split leg drop, and that gives Nikita the win. Gives her the win. Yeah, she uh she did this did uh, she did something insane in this match. Nikita? Yes. Did you catch this she uh, threw um she threw Tatum Paxley into the corner and then while she like wound up for like a punch, she shook her ass, like twerked but like jumped <laughs> into the corner. Is this spot ringing a bell to you? Um kind of. I've I know she likes to shake her booty sometimes. It was the spot. It almost looked like a definition of like you're like it's. It looked better in my head. <laughs> like you're like it looked better. <laughs> I thought it would look better. Um. Yeah, I guess we're just waiting for Nikita Lyons to tear another ACL. That's what we're waiting for. We're always in uh, the. That's the. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. I mean, hopefully sake, not. But. but yeah. I didn't see her wearing any knee braces, so she's taking a risk out of that. <laughs> That's risky, baby. Yeah. But anyways, up next, we got Hank and Tank taking on Gallus. Just four big dudes going at it. Eventually, Coffee hits the big insigurate kick, gets the pinfall, so Gallus get the win. Yeah. They get the win. 
as they should. This tag division needs a, a little bit of juice. Yeah. Yeah, there's really only... Yeah, just Tony D and Stax and Chase U. Those are really the only two. Now the Creed, bro- now the Creed brothers are gone. Yeah, we need someone else to step up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Tiffany cuts a promo, challenges Fallon Henley to a rematch at New Year's Evil. If Tiffany wins, Fallon must become her servant. This is fun. This could this could paint for some fun <laughs> backstage segments. Yeah, could lead to something. Uh, so we'll see. I'm ready. I'm ready. So let's go. Main event time. Ilya Dragunov taking on Ridge Holland. Non-title match. But, uh, yeah, stiff, hard-hitting stuff Dragunov loves to do. They've beaten the crap out of each other. Uh, Ridge picks up Dragunov in, like, a suplex position. Dragunov starts kneeing him, headbutting him, trying to break out of the hold. Ridge slams Dragunov down in an awkward-looking brain buster. And uh, Watching this live, I was worried. I was very worried. Dragunov landed right on his head. And then you could see his arm go up doing the fencing response when people get serious concussions. Kind of like what happened to... uh, Tua over on the Dolphins there, the quarterback last year. Go, uh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I was worried, but we'll find out later. This was all just an angle. But uh, I got to give Dragunov credit, man. He, I, I believe that he was hurt here. The way he was selling it with his arms and like, bending his fingers all weird. and uh, The ref just pushes Ridge away, starts calling out for help. People run down. They bring out a stretcher. Ridge Holland is in the corner with tears in his eyes. He's like, not again. I not can't again. hurt another man. <laughs> not again. <laughs> no, I'm cursed. Yeah. You know, he said, so shit, they... Hunter's going to fire me for this time for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Looks serious. They take Dragunov off in the stretcher. They put the neck brace on. Uh, so very scary looking ending. Uh, but it turns out that, yes, this was all just an angle. So I got to give Dragunov credit. He's a hell of an actor. I thought the way he sold it was very, uh, very realistic. Yeah, but, like, why Um, do it to Ridge Holland? We already think he's unsafe. Don't do it for that reason. I was going to say. I mean, I'm not saying he's unsafe, but, yeah, it's almost too real. It's like, you know. Because normally, you know, when they want to work an injury angle, you can kind of tell. Yeah, this is all just part of the story. Exactly. This, this they th- wanted you. That's normal wrestling. Yeah, they wanted you to think it was real. Um, so yeah, a little you know maybe in poor taste to make everyone worry like that, and mm-hmm. you know to give put heat on Ridge when he didn't actually hurt the guy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, weird ending. And I mean, technically the match didn't end, even though you would think Ridge should be the winner, but they didn't count it as that. Right. Uh, and I mean, and also after all the hard battles that Dragonov's been in, Ridge Holland is the guy that knocks him out. Yeah, exactly. Like we've seen, we've seen harder out of this man. Yeah. So weird ending. I know the online response was pretty negative. Oh, People yeah. didn't like this angle. Uh, but I'm glad at the end of the day that he's not actually hurt. He's not actually hurt. So I guess yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. For a minute there, yeah, I thought it was real, man. It went- the way his arm was sticking up and fingers all bent looked just like Tua. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, thankfully not the case. Amen, brother. Glad you're okay and uh, enjoy your holiday break back in Russia or Belarus or wherever the fuck you're from. Yeah, or maybe don't go back. Just stay here. Yeah, maybe just stay here. Soak up the sun. You know, you don't have to go back. You know, uh, you can save save the carbon footprint, Mike. We should all be trying to save our carbon footprints. Don't <laughs> just hop on a yeah. plane just to see your family. And uh, so let's move on. To, let's move on to the next. Let's move on to the very next night, our very last show here in our professional wrestling week. Of course, we're talking AW Dynamite. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. And like we saw the Blue League over on Collision, we got our Gold League action here on Dynamite kicking off. Swerve Strickland taking on Roosh. <clears throat> um, Swerve over as hell. We know how this goes. We know how this goes. We know how all of these Continental Classic goes. Solid in ring action. No shenanigans. Yeah. Just an awesome match. Lots of who's house, swerve house chance going on. Uh, Roosh with a big move as straight jacket pile driver. Spiking swerve down. Uh, and then they're on the apron. Roosh with a big overhead belly, belly to belly suplex to the floor. Back of the ring, swerve hits a 450 splash. Roosh kicks out at one. Which... You know, I think maybe we're overdoing the one kickouts a little too much these days. But, uh, well, I mean, well, you know what? I think we've had two on this very show. I think that we've commented on, but I, I still don't think we're doing it too much. I think it's, I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it needs to be done more. Appro- yeah, it needs to be done more appropriately. Yeah, but anyways, big kick out there. But uh, a bit later, Swerve's able to hit the Swerve Stomp, gets the three. So Swerve earns three points. He's now got 12 points and has guaranteed himself a spot in the semifinals. Yeah, and another just hard-hitting. This was over 10 minutes long. Yeah, great match. Yeah. Uh, Also, this was the Holiday Bash episode of Dynamite. Oh, yes. Yearly tradition. Of course, so we had like a couple fake Christmas trees up on the the (laughs) ramp. (laughs) Yeah, that was... The main thing. Uh, <laughs> that was backstage, it. That was the main thing. Backstage, Chris Jericho uh, tells us about the bad news that we already heard about online. Kenny Omega out indefinitely due to his medical issues, which quite serious from what we've heard. Thankfully, they caught it uh, before it got worse. I'm hearing diverticulitis as yep. the diagnosis. Yeah, that's what they've said. Same thing. Uh, same thing that almost killed Brock Lesnar. Wow. So if you can hurt a beast like that, you can hurt anyone with this. Well, I think these, well, honestly, uh, these are two high perform, high level athletes. Yeah. I mean, Kenny, he gives it his all every week. So, uh, yeah, Jericho just says our title shot's going to have to wait. The most important thing is Omega's health and the crowd chance for Kenny. You know, selfishly, uh, we'd love to see him back in time for March. When dynamite's in Toronto again, but uh, I'll understand if he's not there. But I'll settle for for Will Osprey and Swerve yeah. and Orange Cassidy and <laughs> Timeless Tony I mean, Storm instead. I'll settle. Yeah, at the very least, we got to see one of Kenny Omega's best matches of all time. One of the uh, best matches of all time. What some have said. Yeah, 
Some could say. Some could say, say it's a shooty. <laughs> some will say it's a shooty <laughs> contender. Some might even say. I think you would have Absolutely. to be crazy. I think you would have to be crazy to not at least include that as a shooty nomination. Yeah. If it's not on your ballot, something's wrong. It's like every year, in the MVP for sports, there's always one asshole who. You know, it doesn't put McDavid in his top five or things like that. The um, that uh, to be different. Uh, LeBron was one vote away from being the very first ever unanimous MVP voter, uh, and this was like <laughs> yeah, in that's... this was like in 2012, and uh, somebody voted for Carmelo Anthony, and it was the guy from like the New York Times uh, sports column. Like it was like the New York guy was the one guy yeah, who didn't pick idiot. LeBron James and picked Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. It's kind of like okay. I haven't thought about Carmelo Anthony and fucking forever. Exactly since NBA Street Two. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was the cover guy for that game. But anyway. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Let's continue. More Continental Classic action. Jay Lethal taking on Mark Briscoe. Both of these men 0-4 in the tournament, so something's got to give here. Someone's walking home with at least a point. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, they put on a good match, man. They This was fun the- as shit. Some of the loudest chops yeah. that I've heard. These are some of the loudest <laughs> chops you will hear. Yeah. Stiff, stiff chops beating the hell out of each other. Uh, Briscoe brings a chair into the ring at one point, but not to use as a weapon. He just runs, jumps off of it over the ropes, big flipping sent onto the floor. Uh, back in the ring, Lethal hits the Macho Man elbow drop. Briscoe kicks out of that. Uh, Briscoe hits a Fisherman Buster. Lethal kicks out. So the crowd's loving the match. They're chanting, This is awesome. Lethal steals Briscoe's move, hits the J Driller, spiking Briscoe right on his head. But he still kicks out. Uh, Briscoe fights back, hits a burning hammer, followed by the J Driller, and that gives Briscoe the hard-fought win, his first win of the tournament. So avoids the clean sweep. Yeah, and man. this was getting some "This is awesome" chance throughout the match, also. Yeah, they got a standing ovation. They got a standing ovation at the end. This match was hard hitting, a lot of fun, great paced. Um, yeah, might have been the best match of the night here. It could have been. Very well. I mean, they took a match that meant nothing on the actual standings and mm-hmm. turned it into a damn good match. And so. really, though, and but got the same respect that all of these championship matches, like you said, you know, not n- this means nothing in the grand scheme. But I feel like they got just as much time as the the match prior and the main event here. Yeah. It's like all of these are getting yeah, like no, 15 minutes. It. Boom. Yeah. No, they treated it like it was a good match and, uh, you know. That's what it was. The crowd loved it. I loved it. So great to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Samoa Joe comes out for a promo. Says Roderick Strong. You know, he makes a good point. We have no footage of MJF actually being attacked by the devil. We just saw the aftermath, whereas everyone else, we saw the actual attack. So very convenient. He calls out MJF. Max comes out, says, oh, if you're going to dish out accusations, uh... I got jumped in the back. Meanwhile, you got surrounded, and they didn't lay a finger on you. So he doesn't trust Joe. He shoves him. Joe shoves him back. Uh, but then the devil's minions come out. Uh, there was a bunch of them this week. There was like a dozen guys. And there was a lot. Uh, Too many to count. Yeah. The first wave, they were nothing though. They were like the putties. 
from Power Rangers. They were just getting tossed. Yeah, they could. They did. Like they didn't. They didn't even know how to jump, take a bump outside the ring. Like you know, jump over the apron. It was like these fucking. Yeah, guys. they were just <laughs> these fucking. Guys. They were getting flicked away like they're nothing. Fucking out to lunch. Uh, but then the four main guys, you can tell it's them because they're bigger and they hop on the apron. They surround Joe and Max. And that's when the lights shut out. Devil appears on the video screen and followed by some words. Where can you go? Who can you trust? Next week, will you accept a challenge for your Ring of Honor tag titles? Uh, so MJF turns to Joe and says, listen, man, I know what you're going to say, but I promised my best friend I'd defend these belts until he's back. And Joe just grabs the mic and says, we accept. So him and MJF will partner up one more time. And Joe says the best way to handle the devil is with their bare hands. So we'll do that next week. Real interesting. Yeah. Where will we? Last time they booked the match, we never saw it. So the devil really wants these, these. The devil really wants these Ring of Honor tag team championships. That's what that yeah. tells me. So we'll see if the these minions actually fight or not next week. Yeah, they fight with like the masks the whole time. You know, just like get get them out there, and then yeah, something crazy can happen. You know, I'm sure once you see them moving around and doing moves, you might be able to guess on who's who and. Stuff like that. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. If, if Yeah. Uh, next, we got Soraya taking on Riho. I think this was a number one contenders match. Yep, for uh, an opportunity uh, to take on Timeless Tony Storm at the, yeah. um, the pay per view. Timeless Tony Storm back here on commentary and Mike. Just. Every Killing time. It. Every single <laughs> fucking time, Mike. Yeah, she uh, she had a funny line about Taz calling him like the human duplex machine. She said, "You're my so favorite. You're my favorite. You're my favorite, uh, favorite person landlord. to have here on the. You're my favorite landlord, Taz. I uh, hear yeah. they call you the human <laughs> duplex machine. And yeah. how how nobody laughs is okay. So I get it. These are the okay <laughs> between Excalibur, Shivani, and Taz. These are three men in their fifties. Are, do they did they not do they not get it? <laughs> are they what are they I, so good they're holding it back? I heard that uh, Excalibur was hitting the mute button there, and you could barely hear him laughing in the background. Oh, Someone really? Is microphone. that true? Thank God, Excalibur. Yeah. That was fucking hilarious. So. And because uh, <laughs> you even said like the human duplex machine. Uh, yeah. And timeless Tony Storm, just about... one of the. It's incredible. It's yeah. incredible the work that she's done. Yeah. Uh, back in the ring, or I guess outside the ring, Soraya just starts swinging Riho into the barricade. Soraya's dominating the match, but then Riho hits a 619. Uh, and then a bit later, she hits the big running double knees to Soraya's head. That gives Riho the win. So she has earned a title shot. She'll face Tony at World's End. And then Tony gets up from the commentary table, gets in the ring, starts brawling with Riho, but Riho's able to get the better of her. Hits the 619. And that's when Mariah May appears. Uh, she's been obsessed with Tony, and she smacks Riho in the head with Tony's women's title. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Riho yes. getting another opportunity. Timeless Tony Storm uh, getting that FaceTime. I think Ruby Riot was on, was on looking backstage you know uh yeah watching tv at an angle of course uh, the yeah that should be a good match though Riho tony mm-hmm. 
two of your top stars. Two of our yeah, two of our top stars here. <laughs> uh, backstage, MJF's walking the hallways, finds one of those black masks on the floor, right outside of the Mughal Embassy's locker room. So, MJF knocks on the door, starts a quir- accusing Swerve of uh, you know some funny business here, and maybe framing Hangman Page to get in his head and having his goons jump people. So. He wants to know, are you the devil, Swerve? You know, because uh, if this is your house, I'm the big bad wolf. I'll blow this house down. Swerve just says, I ain't the devil, but I'll be the one to bring you hell. Samoa Joe walks up, pulls MJF away, says, ah, come on, we got business to deal with. Yeah, the tease continues. Yeah, the tease continues. And also showing us, I didn't know there was so much history between MJF and Swerve Strickland. uh, traveling the um you know traveling the the independent wrestling scene together so yeah taught me a little something yeah so you know this devil angle it's uh yeah the biggest angle going in AEW i really hope when we do get the reveal they really they really got to stick the landing on this one i think it all depends who the landing is yeah there's really only about you know, what if four guys. what if the devil isn't a person? It's like an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's still wearing the mask. Someone still has to be I mean, the idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, well, the mystery will continue. But uh, next match, we got Roderick Strong taking on Commander. And Roddy's looking great. He's dominating. Uh, Commander does his thing, though. A couple big... High flying moves, a big Phoenix splash almost lands right on Roddy's head. But uh, Roddy kicks out the kingdom, pull Roddy to the floor. So Commander does his tightrope walk, hits a big moonsault onto all of them. Uh, then Commander springboards back into the ring, but Roddy jumps up, hits him midair with a big knee to the face. And then Roderick follows up with an awesome variation of his finisher, the end of heartache. But this time, he flips Commander all the way around onto his stomach into the knees. An extra 180 degrees rotation. Like, why can't Roddy. everyone do that? <laughs> God damn not it. Everyone can e- why yeah, can't everyone, everyone be like Commander? It. Not everyone's 160 pounds. Fuck. Uh, but either way, amazing finish. The best version I've ever seen of the end of Heartache. And a nice win for Roddy. He's not in the wheelchair anymore, but I love how immediately after the match he wraps that neck. Yeah, he got he yeah the kingdom comes out, wraps up his neck, and he has a little post match with uh, um, Renee Paquette out there, Um, and his you know those uh, his his neck strong shirts the neck strong shirts, but just also yelling somebody's name is getting over for him. Just him yelling Renee, like oh yeah, he says Renee, and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. They they were like Renee, or they were yelling it back. (laughs) Yeah, it's like everyone's in on this joke. Also, yeah, he him and Tony Storm have probably done the you know the best turnarounds of you know like gimmick refreshes of the year. Two of them have completely to completely turned themselves, themselves around. Yeah. Yeah, cuz before that's what the hell was Roddy doing? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Wow. So good stuff. Good to see. Wow. So let's go to the main event, big match here. We got John Moxley taking on Jay White, Continental Classic. 
uh, final match of the tournament, or at least the uh, the round robin for each of the yeah each of these. Moxley four and zero, looking for the perfect record. Uh, but if Jay wins, he'll have twelve points, and we'll have a three way tie at the top of the league. So very interesting. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. Great match, though, as everyone has been this whole tournament, like we were saying. You know, Moxley, he loves brawling. They fight outside. We get body drop onto the ramp. Mm-hmm. White slams Moxley stomach first onto the steel steps. That, uh, that, was a, that was brutal. Yeah. Stomach first, those ribs. Uh, and then White goes under the ring, grabs a chair, slides it in the ring. So while the ref goes to retrieve that chair, White grabs another chair. Slams it into the back of Moxley's knee. Uh, and then back in the ring goes for a Blade Runner. But Mox counters into the Paradigm Shift. But White is able to kick out. And then, uh, yeah, White's just going after Moxley's knee some more. Uh, hits a big sleeper, sleeper suplex. Slamming Moxley right on his head. Uh, and then White hits the Uranagi. But Mox kicks out. And then White pulls out the Kiwi Crusher. Another cool move, but another kick out there. Uh, yeah, Mox pops up, hits the King Kong Lariat, and then the curb stomp goes for the Death Rider, but White is able to flip over, land on his feet, hit the Blade Runner, and get the pinfall. So a huge win for Jay White. He gets the three points. So now we got a three-way tie between Moxley Swerve and Jay White, so we're going to have a triple threat semifinal match next week to determine the winner of the Gold League. And he beat Moxley clean. This doesn't happen much in general, like here in All Elite Wrestling. Well, to be fair, there was that one little chair spot. I got I know, a chair to the knee. Directly good point, in the good match. Point, but, good you know, point. But, but, I mean, even, even with that, like, I think he's only the third or fourth man to pin Moxley, period. Wow. Something like that. So, yeah, very, very big win. Uh, great match. At the very end, Swerve comes out for a little stare down, and that's when White attacks Mox from behind again. After, uh, yeah, in the knee. So they end the show uh, with those three, and uh, yeah, huge triple threat next week. Yeah, this is gonna be huge. What a what a what a fun way to end this half of the of the of the of of the bracket. Yeah, uh, it's been a. Uh, a huge success so far this tournament in terms of wrestling quality. Yeah. This has been uh, one hell of a thing. Seen. Maybe next year uh, we see the women's side. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's weird. It almost feels like this triple crown thing is not a big enough prize for this tournament because we don't know what the hell is even going to happen <sighs> with those belts. Yeah, well, it's like, you like be getting a world title shot or something. But it's you like be main a, eventing all in. A, but it's like, yeah, it's like world title shot isn't enough. Just like a world title <laughs> shot isn't enough, but but a you get to main event the thing that is enough. You know, more like a rumble. Uh, yeah, but, but I guess even rumble isn't main event. It's like championship at well, mania. Yeah, now that know. there's. Yeah, multiple nights and multiple titles. But yes. uh, yeah, either way, awesome tournament. Can't wait to see the semifinal matches next week. 
And uh, and then the finals at World's End. Yeah, see who wins this thing. Yeah, what these cha- what this championship looks like, how this is going to go going forward, and uh, everything everything between also. And uh, that was the entirety of the episode of Dynamite. So it means we have one more thing, and that's of course to bring you a wrestler of the week. Mr. Wrestler of the week of the week, wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Mike, lay it on me. Yeah, some pretty good action this week. Uh, but, you know, you said it earlier. What ended up being possibly the best match of the night, Jay Briscoe, Jay White. So, or sorry, Mark Briscoe, Jay White. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it to Mark Briscoe. Wow. Getting the big win. Crowd loves the guy. Uh, yeah. Honorable mention to Jay White, though. He held, or, uh, sorry, yeah. Jay White in the main <laughs> event was great. We're getting all my Jays. There's too many Jays on this show. Uh, Jays and, and you Pages. Know, yeah, and Adams. And Pages. Uh, <laughs> just a lot of com. Maybe that's why NXT does all these stupid names, because, you know, they don't want any carryovers. Yeah, because in real but, life, people's names, uh, like, are too real, are too <laughs> similar. Yeah. Oba Femi. Like what the hell? <laughs> Who you got? Uh, yeah, let's go unanimous. Mark Briscoe. Also, uh, it was definitely my favorite match of the week. It was the one that probably surprised me the most. Yep. And uh, yeah, the fact that it was getting, um, the fact that it was getting, you know, this is awesome chance, standing ovations. It truly was incredible. And uh, Mark Briscoe taking the win. You love to yeah, see it. Yeah, hopefully. This opens some eyes. Mark Briscoe, give the guy a push. Crowd loves him. He's just a fun guy. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe get him in the mix for a TNT title type of deal or international title. Give him a shot at one of those. Pick up some wins. Who knows? Yeah. It'll be good. It will yeah. be a good one. And that is all the time we have for the show this week. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe. The show is everywhere. Uh, we'll be back, I guess, next week. We'll have, you know, one final show between World's End and, of course, uh, also the last possible. World's End is the last possible <laughs> event of the sh- in the shooties calendar. And day one starts yeah, the 2024 I mean, uh... shooties. So uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to sneak in a show uh, somewhere. I think we I think we have to say it's after World's End. Um, yeah. To truly we'll you know um, to truly encapsulate, and then in those first few days of January, uh, we'll bring you the shooties. Yeah, I guess we'll figure out if we want to double up a week or uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll pin down a date. Yeah, for the exactly, shooties. exactly. And, but you know, we can't call it close. You know, a lot of categories are are up for grabs, and who knows, World's End could be um could 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 be prominently featured on the card. I don't know, Mike. That's that's what I'm trying to say. It's oh yeah, yeah. We got to give them their fair chance. Everybody, uh, everybody gets a fair chance. Here on the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. And of course, Mike, you take care of yourself. All right. See you next time.